Hello, fellow rebel capitals. Hope you're well. So the bank stocks today are behaving in a way that reminds me a lot of what they did yesterday. So that was a big question for me because most of you know that the bank stocks, at least the regionals, crashed. We had New York Community Bank going down by, call it 35, 40%. But yesterday I was thinking, okay, is this a knee-jerk reaction? I'll be very curious to see what the bank stocks do tomorrow or throughout the next couple of days to see if they rebound right to the same level, in which case the market would be saying, oh, this was just kind of fake news. This was just a one-off with New York Community Bank. So let's go right over to an article from Zerohead. I think this just came out. Fantastic article that really summarizes what has happened today. I think we can draw some definitive conclusions after we go through this article. So let's shoot over there. And we've got, ah, regional bank stocks are crashing again. <laughs> so this was done uh, noon today, Thursday, February 1st, just to make sure we're all on the same page. The banking crisis never went away. Whoever, I guess, Taylor Durden, I agree with him completely. <laughs> or at least uh, uh, Brad Pitt, yes. <laughs> and it now appears the rest of the market realizes that too, as regional bank shares are extending their losses uh, significantly today. Now, another thing that most of you maybe haven't heard of is this bank in Japan that's doing a total face plant today as well. Remember back in March of 2023, when we had the issue of Silicon Valley Bank, Signature, First Republic, et cetera, that's what most people focus on. But they forget about the biggie as Credit Suisse. So what this tells us really is this, this isn't just a problem with the U.S. regional banks. This is a problem with the overall monetary system, the global monetary system. And just like the, you could say the problem started or was centralized with the United States housing market in 2008, we saw what that did to markets outside of the United States. And why? Because the same thing. It's not necessarily a regional problem or problem with one bank. The problem is the monetary system is broken, right? And as risk goes up, what happens to liquidity? All right, so getting back to this is that New York Community Bank is down at a level very close to the lows that we saw in March of 2023. It's a big deal. And this is what happened to this Japanese bank that just completely fell out of bed today. And I think it's representative of the fact, what we were saying before, this isn't just a situation that's isolated to the United States regional banks. Now, maybe that's where the problem originates. Sure, that's possible. But because of the systemic risk involved here, this banking system is simply a network, right? So if you have one problem over here with a network, it can bring the whole thing down. Now, I didn't look at this yesterday, but going back to the United States, Western Alliance Bank Corp, they say is being clubbed today like a baby seal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best description, but my goodness gracious, this can't be right. If this is right, and maybe we should look this up real quick. It's saying that it went from $64 all the way down to 56 And that was today, not yesterday. Let's go ahead and look that up. That's Alliance Bank. Okay, so yeah, basically when that was correct as of around noon today, when this Zero Hedge article came out. So let's look at the past five days. And let's see here. So yesterday they go down, as you would imagine, but today... They really went down, and then they've kind of rebounded slightly. 
But I mean, starting off just a couple of days ago, you're looking at a stock that's trading right around seventy dollars, and today it's uh, well, it's down ten percent in the last five days. That's helpful. Okay, so the bleeding has not yet stopped, and they talked about Zion next. So let's look at their chart. So they're down six percent just today. Just today, they're down. 6%. In the last five days, they're down almost 12%. Let's get back to the Zero Hedge article. So they talk about shares of Zion. Uh, Commerce, Webster Financial are also tumbling along with Citizen Financial, Regional Financial, South State, Prosperity, Schwab, PacWest, and Huntington Bank shares. Hmm. Did the Fed fix the problem? I mean, look, we've got the BTFP, right? We've got the discount window. We've got the Fed's balance sheet. We've got $3 trillion, if not more, in bank reserves. Stock market's booming. And by the way, let's point out something else here. Prior to March of 2023, and what most people would attribute this whole problem to is an increase of interest rates at the long end of the curve. So all of these 10-year treasuries, let's say, that Silicon Valley Bank was holding, well, the interest rate goes up. That means the price goes down. So they got to take a haircut on this. And the haircut was just too extreme relative to the deposit flight. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Okay, so let's look at what the interest rates were on the 10-year treasury just prior to March. Okay, so we've got February here. In February, they were, I mean, right here, we've got 3.81% as far as a close on February 2019. And it was uh, a bit lower here, but then going back to looks like uh, October of 2022, the interest rates right around 4%, in fact, 4.21%. So this was prior to the blow up, right? So if these rate increases are what caused it, I'd like to remind everyone that now it's not like rates are higher. They're, they're not at 5%. They're not at 6, 8, 9, 10. They're, right, they're right back where they were prior to Silicon Valley Bank or right around the same level where they went bust before. So I think this gets really, my point is, I think this gets really interesting if these banks continue to struggle if we see the 10-year treasury go down to, let's say, 3.5. Because then what's your excuse? It can't be the fact that they've taken a haircut on uh, the 10-year treasuries to the point to which it causes problems. Because although they may be taking a haircut, they've already been presented with this problem prior 
to March of 2023. So although it may be an additional problem, it's not the only problem. I think that's the main takeaway here. But let's get back to, I mean, just pretty much not every, but man, a lot of these regional banks just getting clubbed like the baby seal, (laughs) To, to put it in Brad Pitt's terms. The market appears to be finally pricing in the end of the BTFP. I, who's who's taking bets right now? That remember Jerome Powell came out and said that yes, they were going to allow the BTFP to expire March 11th. And oh, the sweet irony! No more than a week after Jerome Powell makes that definitive statement, ta-da! You have this, and put yourself in his shoes. Or what's the mainstream media, the Fed's lapdog, going to say if Jerome Powell comes out and says? Yeah, you know, uh, that BTFP thing that was supposed to expire? Yeah, that's um, not going to happen. I've changed my mind. Not based on what I was saying two years ago, but what I was saying two weeks ago. What will that tell you about the health of the banking system? Here, they're showing a chart of KRE. Oh, this is, uh, I believe, an ETF of the regional banks. And we can see that yesterday it just completely tanked. I mean, going down from 53 roughly to, uh, call it 49. I'm guessing this is what it did today. Uh, went from 40, excuse me, 50 down to 46.6. And keep in mind, guys, this is probably as of noon today. Now it could be slightly different. The odds of rate cuts. So here's a tweet from Zero Hedge. Hi, Jerome. Nice regional banks you got there. <laughs> Ah, that's good. That's good. Pity if something terrible happened to them. Still confident you won't cut in March. Or I would add, still confident that you're going to let that BTFP expire. So uh, a flight a flight to safety, which is uh, what we've discussed today as far as the long-term treasury yields and a reason why, or one of the main reasons, why the Fed can be as hawkish as they want and you still set, see the long end of the curve completely tanking. And again, I, I want to point out that the long end of the curve is tanking, meaning prices are going up because demand is increasing. All the while, the government is running massive deficits. Everybody knows this. It's not like the bond market doesn't realize that the government is going to be running huge, huge deficits in the future. And that over the next three, four years, the total government debt will most likely go up by just as much, if not more, than it's gone up over the last three years. And that would be by $10 trillion. So is does anyone think that the bond market doesn't know that? Of course, that's being priced in. And even considering that, the 10-year treasury yield is dropping like a rock. Looks like gold is really off to the races as well. So getting back to kind of what may be the underlying problem as far as why we're seeing this massive spike in perceived risk on the balance sheets here goes back to commercial real estate, like we were saying before. As a reminder, billionaire Barry Sternlicht warned yesterday that he sees more than one trillion of losses for office real estate, calling the properties one asset class that never recovered from the pandemic. The office market has an existential crisis right now which is largely a U.S. phenomenon because workers haven't gone back to their desks. And I would argue even if they do, uh, they're not going to go back 100%. And therefore, someone's taken a haircut. And this is with the economy at a point where the unemployment rate is very, very low. So what does commercial real estate look like when unemployment rate goes up? If we go into a recession, occupancy rate goes down. Therefore, those cash flows go down. What does that do to the prices? 
He said one to $3 trillion asset class, Office now 1.8. So basically it's gone down by 50%. That's a 1.2 trillion loss spread somewhere and nobody knows exactly where it is. Well, we know where it is. It's it's happening on the, it, well, it's going to happen on the balance sheets of these regional banks that are taking it on the chin or being clubbed like baby seals. <laughs> and, and But the problem is that's not isolated. Why? Because that's increasing risk, which is going to impact all the other banks, which is going to impact the monetary system. So they conclude here by saying the Fed removed the following sentence. Oh, we talked about this earlier. The U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. Probably a good idea, Fed. I think that was a a solid, well-thought-out edit. Cynics asked why the Fed no longer sees (laughs) the U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. Is it a signal of rumblings in the economy near term or just a lie before? Well, I think it's probably a bit of both. And now that bank dominoes are again falling, will Powell be forced to trot it back? Great article from Zero Hedge. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I want to remind you that it is now 4.31 p.m. Eastern time. What does that mean? The new numbers for the BTFP should have just been posted. Think about that. Remember that they got rid of that arbitrage play. So if they got rid of the arbitrage play, and if that's the only reason the BTFP was going parabolic, what should we see? We should see the BTFP come crashing back down to where it was in November. But what happens if we actually saw the BTFP go up? We're going to go over that here probably today on another video. So make sure you stay tuned. Always stand up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.